So, funny thing, last night we were trying to decide forever what movie to watch. We've been talking about watching Back to the Future for a long time, and we finally played it last night, and then we came to find today is the 25th anniversary of the release of Back to the Future in the theater in 1985. What? Isn't that weirdly happenstantial? Time is a funny thing. It is a funny thing. So, <laughs> here we are again. Wait, what does that have to do with normal people? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. Was it really the 25th anniversary to the day? Today, yeah, yeah. That's Isn't that crazy. funny? Yeah. So we, we watched it last night on the eve of the anniversary of the day that it was released in theaters in 1985. Did that movie have a similar impact on you in your youth that Jurassic Park did? Or was it no. a little different? No. Mm-hmm. I always watched it because it was always on TV growing up. I especially like Back to the Future 2. That has more of an impact on me, I think, than the first one. Tim, Steven's brother, made a comment that Biff from Back to the Future 2, if Biff became president, is basically like Trump. (laughs) But even more stupid and narcissistic. (laughs) With all his towers and his women. That's true. Do you think Trump drove into a truck full of manure when he was younger do you think he (laughs) stole a time machine (laughs) to get him to the place where he is today by lying with a almanac honestly i would not be surprised if that was trump's actual story (laughs) is it time traveling doofus i actually like biff as a character a complex villain i just feel like watching it again i'm like no i appreciate biff like he makes the movie just as much as marty you know yeah that's true. You can't have McFly without Biff, I guess. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have Allie with us again today. We have Allie back. That's true. Series is semi-regular. Can't get away from me. <laughs> and today is another short episode, but we're reviewing a show that came out on Hulu. It was yeah. a Hulu original show. It was originally a book, and Allie read the book. What was it called? The show that we're talking about. Regular People? It's called Normal People. Normal People. I think it's worth to spend a little bit of time to talk about. I think it's very important to talk about. Even if, regardless of how you Gabe, feel about I, it, I, I tried, binged it. He I really enjoyed just for, it. for the listeners out there. I told Gabe to watch the show because I thought he'd really appreciate it. I watched it. this show for Steven from a filmmaking perspective, and also because, in a way, he it, he he is the main character. Here we go. <laughs> And I thought he'd really relate to the characters. Not even a little bit. (laughs) He tried to watch it and absolutely hated it. This is not even remotely. It's uh, 100% true. (laughs) Something I'd be interested in normally. Yes, that is true. He, this is something he would never actually watch. Abnormal people. But it was it was in Ireland, right? It was made. It was an Irish yeah, production. So, so we're doing this show called Normal People that was originally a book written by Ali. So Sally Rooney's the author. She is Irish from Ireland, and she's still in her twenties, to my knowledge. So she's a young author. And yeah, I read the book. Um, I want to say like in December. It's her second novel, and she, as an author, has a very modern tone and modern way of writing. She really gets into the inner dialogue of her characters and exposes kind of the dark and dirty and insecure thoughts that we have as humans in like a very raw but also relatable way. Um, and I think that's why she's been so successful as an artist, as an author, because a lot of people, I think, say like, oh, she says the things that I didn't know how to express, but I think those things too. And she's really got an articulate and special voice when it comes to relationships and the complexities of relationships. This specific the novel- The modern relationship. The modern relationship. This specific novel and show follows a post 
millennial relationship so the characters are a little bit younger they're you know they're first in high school and then you follow them into their college journey she explores not only the physicality of the relationship and like the copious urgent sexual desires that they have it happens but also more i would say more importantly it explores the insecurities of these characters and the identities of these characters and i just have to say this show translated the novel so so well and sally rooney did have a huge hand in that she was a co-writer of the show it was translated visually in an excellent way in terms of the characterization and the story arc the tone the tone was very melancholic and somber which i think you know the book has as well and anyways yeah so that's a little bit of the background yeah, so the show starts in high school and basically the senior year in Ireland. Follows a guy. His name is something. What are their names? Connell and Marianne. Connell and Marianne. Connell, Marianne. Marianne is kind of the nerd outcast. Self-described black sheep of yeah. the community. <laughs> and she's got a lot of damage from her family of origin. And then Connell also has baggage from his family of origin, but he's more of the popular guy. He's a jock. But he's got a heart. He has it all. Much like Gabe. No, no heart. And then uh, follows them through the course of post-high school and their relationship and how that kind of develops on into college and then post-college. And so, yeah, it follows their relationship as they deal with all their baggage from their family of origin and how that plays out in the relationship as friends and also their more intimate relationship as well. So that's the show. The reason I wanted to do the podcast and the reason I really like the show is because of, I liked the filmmaking of this. I liked the writing a lot. I liked the acting. One thing that this show did in particular that I had never really seen done this well before was uh, the sex scenes, because there's a lot of them. It did them in such a raw and intimate way. It's more realistic than I had ever really seen done on a show or on an on screen really before in a very unique way because obviously we've seen multiple different sex scenes in multiple different film and television series it never it never felt gratuitous yeah or objectifying yeah yeah it never was objectifying to me it it didn't feel objectifying although you know there is a lot of nudity and it is very intimate and some people are sensitive to seeing that but yeah for me it didn't feel objectifying it felt very raw and real and more focused on their connection than anything else which i think like Steven said is very rare yeah both emotional and physical yeah very much i feel like the emotional relationships even during the sexual scenes like spoke louder than even the physical like visuals that you were getting yeah and in that way i think this show was kind of a pioneer of things that we'll see in the future to come and uh, hopefully both in film and television yeah i mean i think if it's ever done again it'll be like much like the office was like a thing that even though the british office did it first like the office became this thing that kind of revolutionized comedy and broadcast television in a way that had never been done before and so I think this will revolutionize emotional and physical intimacy in a way we've never seen in film and television. I thought it was worth doing as a mini episode on this podcast. My favorite part of watching the three or four episodes that I did was actually the... (laughs) It was the conversations they were having both right before and after they had slept together because it was extremely vulnerable and honest. They were like, so what are we doing? And they were just trying to get to know each other. 
because they had this very magnetic and real chemistry between each other. And they were just trying to field that and figure out what that meant. And so you had this interaction both before they had sex and afterwards, and they were just laying there, and they were just talking very candidly with each other about life and what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen that before, and that was extremely refreshing to see. Mm -hmm. But also, like you said, this is very relevant because the way relationships work with young people these days, and there's that sort of barrier to be vulnerable. Yeah. It was interesting to see that play out. Even though these characters had their own insecurities, there was an effort made to sort of be real with each other. Absolutely. And one thing that this show does very well, too, is exposing, I think it's relatable to our generation as millennials, but specifically exposing like the post-millennial mental health issues. And, you know, it really explores anxiety. Connell, you know, as the show progresses, you see that Connell really struggles with anxiety and depression, as well as suicidal thoughts. And there, there's definitely heavy subject matter and sensitivity. Marianne also because she has an abusive background. She struggles with some sadomasochism within her sexual relationships. And I think the show deals with some very heavy subject matter that isn't always talked about, but very relevant to this generation and how the characters evolve and grow and progress and heal. The show and the novel does very, very well. And so although it can be a really melancholic tone I think without any spoilers I think there's a lot of hope as you see the characters evolve and grow and start to be more candid about how they feel so Ali in comparison to the book how did this play out or measure up or did you like the book better or the show better because that because you were saying the whole time that the show was really faithful to the book but how did it compare in your mind yeah I, I mean I do think it was very faithful, and I think that's because Sally Rooney had such a hand in it, and the casting was so great, and everything was so true to the story and the heart. I think that when I read the book, I liked the book a lot, but I think after seeing the show, it made me more attached to the characters and the story. Like, I think the show actually kind of propped up the novel in a really great way, like as a partnership of just kind of expounding upon this story and it made me more emotionally connected to the characters and and made me understand them even more, which I think is really special that the show was, you know, able to do that and kind of have that partnership with the novel. And I did feel, um, I, I would need to probably reread the book to have a full analysis, but I think I felt the show ended a lot more hopeful for me in terms of the characters. I just felt the show really showed how they grew more to me than the novel. Is this one of those rare cases? And maybe that's because we, we a lot of book adaptations we've seen are usually in film and they had more time to kind of flush out. In a, in a television series? Uh, we've seen Game of Thrones, but we all know how that ended. Well, it had a good run. <laughs> that's that's a nice way to put it. But would you say that it was this show is better than the book, or it just helped you understand the book more? I don't think it's necessarily like a question of better. I, I think the show lends itself well to the novel. Like I think they work together in harmony to flesh out this story. So That's awesome. I don't yeah. think you see that very much. Yeah. I don't think you do. I feel like a lot of novels I've seen, it's like, oh, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, I love seeing these characters on screen, but it never maybe feels fully, like, united in that way. And maybe that's because 
the novel is very recent, you know, mm-hmm. it came yeah. out within the last, I think maybe 2018. And then the show just came out this <laughs> year. Yeah. And so it's so fresh. Yeah. They, they really were like companion pieces in they, that way. Exactly. It's not like Little Women where you had 150 years of breathing yeah. room. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. That's fair. Too soon, man. So Gabe, what made you want to stop watching this show? It was just too real, mm. I think. And I think that's such a credit to the writing. So many times in literature and and in film, you have characters that people are are meant to despise their actions. You know, you talk about Game of Thrones, you have someone like uh, Prince Joffrey. Everyone loves to hate that guy because the writing for him was good. So that's sort of an extrapolation of my point here. But in normal people, you have characters going through the motions of the namesake. They're normal people just dealing with their relationship in the modern world. And that's an extremely frustrating thing to watch because they're so young and they don't make the best decisions, even when all the information is there in front of them. I try not to throw blame here. We we sort of just facilitate this as a community of humans, this sort of inability to speak about things. Like you said, mental illness is such a clear point but also just in terms of talking about your feelings especially with guys i think that's not there's there's not a an open dialogue for for people to really talk about what they're going through and how they're feeling so you have these two characters and normal people who not only have they not done this before in this way and they're not able to communicate with each other they just don't know how and they don't have anyone around them who can communicate with them that can really help them process this very novel experience so i guess it's heartbreaking for me yeah. to watch. Yeah, so I, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't go very far in watching this extremely self-destructive behavior. Avoidant behavior. Yeah. And it was just, I was like, I was yelling at the screen. And I know Steven was reacting in a similar way. I, I, ye- I yelled throughout the whole show. I was like, why the hell can they not just get together? Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't sit through that. I kept, I, I kept looking around for someone to like yeah. <laughs> validate this feeling of frustration because it's so dumb. I wanted to just yank this character aside and say, listen, buddy, it's all right here in front of you. <laughs> it, the answer is so obvious. <laughs> just don't f- it up. There you have it, folks. The insight and the depth of Gabe Montgomery. Yeah. Something we don't get very often. Try to cash that in. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of relationship experience. <laughs> no, but one thing I kept saying to Ali was I made all the opposite decisions that... What's his name? Callum? Callum. Or Connell. 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 All the opposite decisions that Connell made. Like, I was much more confident in my decisions, and especially in pursuing people in my life. It was really frustrating for me. It's unlike me as a person. And like you said, it's so real that I was just yelling at the show the whole time because of the choices that Connell made. I totally get where you're coming from, Steven. I don't know if we can call them mistakes, though. I think... Choices. I Blunders. Think, yeah, I think that... <laughs> I think where he's coming from, I would say the majority, I think you're the minority, Stephen. I think the majority of people can relate with that type of behavior in that it's hard. And I, I totally relate with that in high school, but it's hard to express how you feel because it's hard to go to that vulnerable place of saying, you know, I care for this person or I want to be with this person or, you know, whatever he's feeling. It's not something we're really prepared for. No, I can relate to it in multiple places in my life where it was hard for me to even process what I was feeling. And so sometimes it's easier not that it's right but sometimes it's easier to not say anything and recoil 
recoil and retreat. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate with that. And I think that these characters do grow and they are able to express themselves better to each other. But they both are really not skilled at that. And they both really hide their emotions. Gabe, I do like what you said. And just as you were watching it, you felt like it was too real. And I think that's so fair to say because I think for some people it does feel so real and like honestly uncomfortable and do I really want to go there like this is just kind of it's important to go there though it is to face that but I understand not wanting to go there or like not feeling in the mood to watch that because it can be for some people it can be either uncomfortable or painful or just like eh you know I don't want to go there but it does a lot I think if this show was required viewing or something like this, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, can you imagine the benefit <laughs> that there would be in oh, yeah. the general populace of the youth of the day and age that we live in? Yeah. If they can see something like this and learn from it, yeah. <laughs> to see the mistakes played out so they don't have to make the same stupid errors. Because like I said, we learn a lot of things in school and not a lot of that develops our social awareness and our personalities and it helps us grow as people yeah so it's a shame just to see it happen over and over and over even not even the current generation but you know our parents and our parents parents just so many layers and levels of uh social ineptitude yes that it just it just passes it down and then we don't know how to communicate with our kids about it and our friends about it and another one of the scenes i remember is like connell's friends are making fun of him for like seeing this person i'm like <laughs> what are you, this is like the stupidest thing to be <laughs> jeering him about yeah I don't know. but it is it is so real yeah it happens you it see happens. it everywhere yeah and people yeah they care about what other people think you know yeah. but i was just gonna say it kind of reminds me of danny in midsummer and her boyfriend christian just in that christian Danny in the beginning of the movie has a really hard time expressing how she feels and their relationship by just like going along with whatever you know that is the quintessential failure to communicate in my head exactly <laughs> like and complete yep, that's a commentary too and i think you know that that movie too the commentary on this generation's relationships and the complexities of that and maybe the failure to express oneself and maybe the anxieties that are and insecurities that are attached to well midsummer too i think it was and it was interesting because it was sort of one-sided in normal people you have two people that are extremely the chemistry is is palpable and they're drawn to each other and you can tell as a viewer that this is like one of those soulmates situations and then it just falls apart over and over and over that's why it's hard to watch compared to other films and series where these people clearly aren't supposed to be together. Right. Like in Midsommar, yeah. it's not a good mm-hmm. match. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I like how both explore that failure too. I, I'm looking forward Express to normal emotions. people too. Yeah, right. No longer normal. Well, there you have it, folks. If you want to watch a show that is it so real, it so real you. that it could be depressing, it's called Normal People. But great. Written by Molly Shannon. What's her name? <laughs> Sally Rooney. Sally Rooney. <laughs> Molly Shannon. <laughs> it's on it's on HP, not HBO. It's on Hulu. Go check it out. We'll see you guys next time.